And did you know that this podcast is an independent production? That's right. The Eric Norcross podcast is an indie podcast. And because of that, we depend on listeners like you to help support the show. The best way to become a supporter is to become a patron. Patreon is a membership platform that allows creators to develop a more sustainable source of financial support for their projects. My Patreon supports this podcast. If you find this podcast worthwhile, please consider becoming a patron by heading over to the Patreon link in the description. That's patreon.com slash Eric Norcross. Again, patreon.com slash Eric Norcross, and the link will be in the description. Thank you, and on with the show. All right, I have one more announcement before I go into the episode. I know these can be super annoying, but this is not a paid advertisement. This is actually about one of my projects. I made a feature film called Fractals, and guess what? It is now available for streaming. Just visit my website, ericnorcross.com. Look for the movie Fractals, and there will be a list of platforms where you can stream it. Thanks. Everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is a very brief 15-minute episode where I just wanted to catch you guys up on the current proceedings. As you've probably figured out by this point, we're not releasing on a weekly schedule at the moment. I am releasing bi-weekly. And that may even slow down because I'm quite, I'm sort of in this really complicated uh, moment in my life where I just don't have a lot of time for a lot of the projects that I'd like to do at the moment. So in addition to all the writing projects and trying to get a film going, uh, I've also been invited to act in some some other people's movies, which I really love doing. And so I'm trying to make time for that. And But the big thing, as some of you who have been following this podcast this season knows, um, I have a kid on the way. The due date is March 8th. And so I've been putting so much time and energy into preparing for that and retooling our lives for that. Uh, if you've been watching on YouTube, you'll notice my background has changed because we had to switch our apartment around previously. So we have a one bedroom apartment in a townhouse in New York City. It's a full floor from street to backyard. And, the you know, we had a bedroom and we had a living room. And the living room was always just sort of a, a cubicle pit because we both work from home. I have the podcast and my editing station. And then on the other side of the cubicle is... Jan's station where she would do a lot of data and analytics work for a PR firm and our our living environment wasn't congruent to sort of having a baby it just never was and it wasn't something for a long time that I thought I was going to have um, I just was always a careerist and I was always just like my life is my film work and all that. But during the pandemic, we were both very, very lonely. And it's like that George Peterson clip where he talks about how as you go into your 40s, you start realizing that you get very lonely. He, I, I don't remember who he was talking to. It was uh, some woman. Uh, but if you find it, just send me a message through my website and I'll put a link to it. A very powerful clip. But 
during the pandemic, we were feeling exactly what he explains in that clip where we just got so lonely. So we decided to start a family. And in order for this to work, though, we had to retool how we do things because she's always on conference calls, which means for the past year or so that she's been with this company, whenever she was on a conference call, I couldn't work in the kitchen because the kitchen is right next to the, the living room. And it just created so much noise. And I was just like, well, if we have a baby, like I'm going to need to be able to go into the kitchen and get her some milk and food or whatever. And our current setup just wasn't going to work. So what we decided to do is turn the living room into like a studio apartment on its own. Since the baby isn't going to need the bathroom unless we're bathing her, which would be, you know, very specific moments, not during work hours. Um, we figured a lot of babies grow up in New York City studio apartments and come out fine. So at least for the time that we're here, which will hopefully be within the first, just the first year of her life, we'll live out of kind of a studio apartment and then we'll convert the bedroom into the cubicle pit. That way, Jan can go on conference calls while I work with the baby or she'll work with the baby while I'm doing the podcast. And so basically we switched we moved the bed out to the living room and then we brought the cubicle pit into the bedroom and it was just a big rearrangement and it took over a week to do because there's just not a lot of space to work with and so it was like a constant game of tetris where we're taking all these totes and pieces of furniture and moving it move them into one room clean that room repaint that room and then move some things back and then move some things out and then it's just going back and forth until everything was in its rightful place. And so now the bedroom has, has not only the cubicle pit in my workstation and her data analytics station, but it has just totes and totes and totes of uh, equipment and C-stands and just all of our stuff that we don't need right away. And now our closets are as full as they've ever been with stuff that we want to hold on to, but we don't need at the moment. This is why we were trying to buy a house over the summer because we knew that this was going to be a problem. But it's such a it was such a bad housing market that all these cash buyers kept coming in and just destroying our offers. And so, yeah, we're hoping though that before the kid turns one, that we'll be out of here. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, the the due date is March eighth, and because of that. These episodes this winter and spring are going to be very sporadic. It's going to be a very bare end of season three, but it is what it is. I'll try to make them as interesting as possible in terms of the types of episodes we get. I just also want to tell, update you on the current proceedings because this is pretty cool. Are you ready for this? I released a Kindle Vela series. Uh, so if you have a Kindle, there's Kindle Vela, which you, I guess you buy, I don't know how it works because I don't have a Kindle anymore, but I guess you buy tokens and you use those tokens to get chapters for stories. And so I released the first episode of a series called the Vacation Land Chronicles. Vacation Land has been a story that I've been developing for over 20 years. It's set in my hometown. Uh, my hometown is Long Island, Maine which is in Casco Bay in the Gulf of Maine. So when I talk about my hometown, sometimes I'm talking about the island. Sometimes, sometimes I'm talking about Casco Bay as a whole because that arpeggio of 365 islands 
is sort of one one large community that is part that is sometimes referred to as my hometown. But I'm also might be talking about Portland, Maine, or Westbrook, Maine, or other towns within the southern Maine area. So, Vacation Land is set in this sort of region in the autumn of 2003. At least we started the autumn of 2003. It sort of jumps between decades, but it's a mystery, science fiction, action adventure story. It, it was originally developed as a film and then a novel and then a uh, a film again. And the, the, the original screenplay for it, when it was completed as a first draft, I completed the first draft of the screenplay finally during the pandemic, the first year of the pandemic, I think May of 2020. It was almost 500 pages. It was a lot. It was huge. And so then I broke it down into episodes and I broke it down into what would have been hypothetically a, a limited three season series with three seasons, 10 episodes per season. That is the ideal format. The problem is uh, raising financing and guaranteeing that all three seasons would be made the way they need to be made. <laughs> it wasn't happening, especially since I don't have all the connections that I'd like to have or that I would need to have to make a deal like that. So then I started developing it as an, as a novel graphic novel hybrid and that's the that's ideal. That's something I could hypothetically do, but all the illustration needs it's just it's a slow project, and I have other graphic novel projects that I'd like to do first. And so I'm just like, without financing, I, I just don't know what to do. And so then I started entertaining this idea of Kindle Vela, and I had so much written for it already. It's it just kind of made sense to me. So a couple of days ago, I I made this decision to pull the trigger on it. And I took the first chapter and I put it up on Kindle Vela, except it was too long. There's a 5,000 word limit for Kindle Vela episodes. So I split it in half. And so the half of the first chapter is episode one. And then episode two will be the second half of the first chapter. And I tried to create the split naturally. So it sort of leaves you kind of with a bit of a cliffhanger. And that way, you can sort of go into episode two wanting to know more. But by the time you read the end of episode two, you'll know kind of what the story is and where the narrator falls in terms of that story and why they're telling that story. And so, and their place in that story, of course. So that's the Vacation Land Chronicles. I'll put a link to it in the description because that's the project that I've been working on all week and will continue to work on through the winter and spring. I don't know what the frequency of my output for it will be because I'm a slow writer and I'm a slow editor, especially when it comes to writing. And so, but I will try to keep it relatively frequent. And I, I, I don't know when it'll be finished either because the whole latter half of it has been drafted in bullet points rather than prose. I have prose for the first, I guess, two thirds of it, but the final third is really only in bullet points. So you'll probably get relatively frequent episodes for a while, but then it'll slow down as I try to actually do the real work of writing the final parts of it. 
I'm also working on a follow-up to uh, the novel that I released this autumn called Saratoga Landmine. The next book in that four-book limited series is due next uh, this year. Actually, I was going to say next year, but it's not 22 anymore. It's 2023. Uh, and so I'm really powering through that. The first draft is pretty much there. And I'm just kind of going through and refining the language and adding details, at which point I'll go through and start the editing process. And then I'm also working on another nonfiction collection. Um, as you know, as some of you know, in this autumn, I also released a nonfiction collection of work called Running Guns Across State Lines, which has poetry, essays, and artwork. And so I'm going to follow that up with another book that's similar to that. I don't know if it'll come out in 2023, but it's just something I'm actively working on in addition to trying to get another film made. So that's what's going on with me on the professional front. I hope you guys are doing well and in, in that you're productive. If you want to hear an interview with me, by the way, I was on a podcast recently. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, I was on a podcast called the gateway podcast it's out of uh, a university in illinois and so we talk about filmmaking and, and filmmaking on an out-of-pocket budget and so i think that that would actually be good for some of my listeners here because it's really uh i got to say a lot about the art life and kind of why i do things and how i do things and i think it's really relevant to a lot of the listeners who listen to this show so please check the show notes for that interview Thanks, everybody, and I'll see you on the next episode when I talk with Samuel Chong about a book called The Theoba Prophecy by Michelle Desmarquette.
Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you have a moment, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you listen. And if the app allows for it, please leave a rating and review. That way, the algorithm moves us up in recommendations. It's a great way for new listeners to find our show. Thanks, and I'll see you on the next episode.